Blog Talk Radio. Work out 
in the end, but friends are not friends and enemies are so close to me. I don't know who you supposed to be. So contemplate that before approaching me. Got the south side right behind me, homie. And for me, that's plenty. Now the bypass the drugs and the haters and the handy play the politics right then. Ever so gentle. Up and snatch that bread, get the fam fed, get it like a man, like my uncles and pops would if they had the chance, or maybe they did and just couldn't advance, damn all I can be, I am more than a man, y'all don't understand, gotta get the cheese like a multiple choice question, and all I see is me, father told me long ago ain't nothing free, so I was talking that cheese like a new year's Everyone be crucial I can never break You will never see me do so Resolution I will always be on top Like revolution Got the light Cause I will shine bright Pump the music baby It's a revolution Feel the music baby It's a resolution Pump the music baby It's a revolution Rain in the windshield The wiper blades Got me dazing off In outer space Working out my next chest move a hole in the game to break through In the meantime, I just grind and pay dues Rob and say you rather die than shot shoes Since I was knee high, I shine better than bruise The face and egos so are much better than you My flow is clever fight, so I can never lose And you know it won't stop Till a brother talking shop In an office with a view And a 30-story drop And a pretty girl or two Saying, man, we take your shoes Clever, welcome to the top Cause I need that gravy Checking the room, making sure nobody's shady Laying in wait, lurking, waiting to play it Gotta pay the bills, gotta feed the baby If getting in it is a sin, Jesus save me Yeah, yeah You been listening to Long Road Home It's DJ Foo, Cannon Music Quick Hit Hit me on Twitter, at DJ Foo Head clever, head clever. Shout out to my nigga Jay, facility studio. My nigga Lucy Lou. This is how I think, blowed out of my mind. Feeling like committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line. I'm representing my mans on the block. The chopper work.
Peace, family. I want to say peace to everyone. Peace to the brothers and sisters. Peace to the gods and goddesses. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation. Here on High Frequency Radio Network. First and foremost, I apologize for last week. I understand there was about 20 minutes of dead air. So I'm about to do a microphone check real quick. That was very unprofessional. Oh, by the way, I am your host, O.L. That's Seeker of Truth L. Seeker of Truth L. want to get a mic check real quick I'm being told I sound good all right welcome to the foundation y'all we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt we're looking to apply correct information correctly. Hold on. Someone saying just music playing. And I got someone saying that I'm coming through. So I'm just going to assume I'm coming through. Cool. I want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, are due to the creator and the ancestors. But without them, we would not be here. I want to say big up, peace, and salute to Big Brother Yusuf L. HighFrequentRadioNetwork.com. Gator extraordinaire. He got, uh, you know, I get a lot of people who hit me up, surprisingly, thinking that I'm Yusuf L. I just wanted to say for the record. So I would love to have the brother's insight and knowledge base. I am not Yusuf L. I am so L. That is secret of truth L. You know, I got, you know, several, several inquiries with regards to gear party process. Just to let y'all know, Yusuf has SBC University. SPCUniversity.com I'm sure you can find it from high frequency I don't know But I know he does secure parties You know Training and education So like I said Check out highfrequencyradionetwork.com Shout out to the You know To the big brother As always Welcome to the foundation.com the email list is crazy. A lot of, I mean, that's a lot of subscribers. I appreciate everyone that's, you know, going and signing up for the email list. I definitely do. You can also find on welcome to the foundation.com a link to the Facebook page. The Twitter page is a joke. 
like ten followers. I'm, I'm embarrassed. It's like maybe we'll just we'll just take the Twitter page down. Maybe that's not what's happening these days. You know, that's that's not what's popping in the streets anymore. Twitter's not popping in the streets no more. I know Instagram is is doing well. You, got, you can find an Instagram link on welcome to the foundation.com. You can also get your knowledge on with the PDFs in the PDF section. You can book a consultation. You can make a donation. All of that and more at welcome to the foundation.com. I want to start off by saying peace to all the listeners, all the live listeners, live callers, internet listeners, podcast listeners, archive listeners, MP3 listeners, and sharers. Definitely want to say peace to y'all. I want to say peace to all the trustees. Salute. I want to say peace to all those invested in their private education. Definitely. I want to say peace to anyone I've done business with in the private, as well as anyone who has sent an email or well wishes or a current event. Peace to the vet or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation. And with that being said, I definitely want to, you know, say peace to, you know, to all the listeners, all the archives listening. I definitely, you know, I apologize for the last show. 20 minutes of dead air. Good thing it was on the current event. But what I understand, the subject matter was heard. But I could tell by the abandonment rate the back office that there was a problem with the last show. So, my hum- most humble apologies. I'm going to get straight into uh, current events. I'm going to start off on the New York Times. I'm going to get in here with Trump administration withdraws from the U.S. I'm sorry, withdraws the U.S. from the United Nations Human Rights Council. I usually talk politics too heavy, but, you know, this is getting a lot of fanfare, at least in, you know, the circle that I run in, you know, definitely with no moors, you know, what are the implications and so on and so forth. But the United States withdrew yesterday from the world's most important human rights body in protest of its frequent criticism of Israel's treatment of Palestinians. It was the latest effort by the Trump administration to pull away from international organizations and agreements that it finds objectionable. It was the first time a member, any member has voluntarily left the United Nations Human Rights Council. The United States now joins Iran, North Korea, and Eritrea as the only countries that refuse to participate in the council's meetings and deliberations. I find that interesting. Earlier this year, As it has been in previous years, the Human Rights Council passed five resolutions against Israel, more than the number passed against North Korea, Iran, and Syria combined. Nikki R. Haley, the American ambassador to the United Nations, said in a speech on Tuesday, this disproportionate focus and unending hostility towards Israel is clear proof that the council is motivated by political bias, not by human rights. If the Human Rights Council is going to attack countries that uphold human rights and shield countries that abuse human rights, then America should not provide it with any credibility, said Haley. I mean, I find that interesting. I can take what you want from it. Um, It's definitely newsworthy. Also newsworthy, I'm still on the New York Times. I find it interesting that they got an article 
and uh, what is it called? You might as well say a cinematic, cinematic piece where the headline is how to survive when money is worthless. I'm not playing. Look, at, go to NewYorkTimes.com. <clears throat> you can type in how to survive when money is worthless. And then, you know, New York Times in the search engine like Google or something. And you're going to see it. It's going to come up. Now, predominantly the article is in, in reference to Venezuela. A New York Times correspondent um, went to Venezuela. And they're talking about, you know, the proportion and amount of currency that's required to do day-to-day things. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of those notes out there floating around that are required to, you know, get a cup of coffee, so on and so forth. And this is, you know, what is known as hyperinflation. And, I, you know, I, I, I know that wealth whispers while poverty screams. And I think, you know, a headline, How to Survive When Money is Worthless, is uh, a whisper. And it's something to look at, whether or not they're talking about another country. It's still uh, a crazy headline and a crazy concept to be discussing in America or the United States of America, or however you look at it. Next up, we got the Dow erases a 285-point gain. Stocks fall as tech and financials roll over. This is on CNBC. Stocks closed lower today, erasing sharp gains as positive news on the trade front was not enough to fend off declines in tech and financial shares. Financials gave back gains from early in the session, notching a record 13 straight days of losses. The financial select sector SPDR fund closed uh, more over a percent lower. Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley, and Citigroup fell at least one point, respectively. The government will rely on newly strengthened committee on foreign investment in the United States to deal with concerns about foreign purchase of sensitive domestic technology. If you look at the day-to-day gyrations, it's unknown, and the unknowns are around trade that are driving the market. This seems like a targeted approach by the Trump administration, which is smart, rather than a broad Bush approach to trade. I guess we'll see. On the heels of that news, loss in the stock markets are to Reuters, Automakers warn U.S. tariffs will cost hundreds of thousands of jobs and hike prices. Two major auto trade groups on Wednesday, which is today, warned the Trump administration that imposing up to 25% tariffs on imported vehicles would cost hundreds of thousands of auto jobs, dramatically um, hike prices on vehicles, and threaten industry spending on self-driving cars. A coalition representative major um, represented, representing, my apologies, major foreign, foreign automakers, including Toyota, Major Corp, Volkswagen, BMW, Hyundai, <clears throat> and others, said the tariffs would harm automakers and U.S. consumers. The administration in May launched an investigation to whether imported vehicles pose a national security threat, and President Donald Trump has repeatedly threatened to quickly impose tariffs. The greatest threat to the U.S. automotive industry at this time is the possibility 
the administration will impose duties on imports in connection with this investigation. This was written by the Association of Global Automakers representing major and foreign automakers. Such duties would raise prices for American consumers, limit their choices, and suppress sales and U.S. production of vehicles. The group added, rather than creating jobs, these tariffs would result in the loss of hundreds of thousands of American jobs producing and selling cars, SUVs, trucks, and auto parts. The Alliance of Automobile Manufacturers representing General Motors Company, Ford Motor Company, Dahmer, AG, Toyota, and others urged the administration in separate comments filed today not to go forward. We believe the resulting impact of tariffs on imported vehicles and vehicle components will ultimately harm U.S. economic security and weaken our national security. The group wrote calling the tariffs a mistake and adding imposing them Quote, could very well set danger set a dangerous precedent that other nations could use to protect their local market from foreign competition. The alliance said its analysis of 2017 auto sales data showed a 25% tariff of imported vehicles will result in an average price increase of $5,800, which would boost costs to American consumers by nearly $45 billion annually. Price is going up. Same website, Reuters, Chipotle is to close up to 65 stores and revamp its menu under the new CEO. Chipotle Mexican Grill Incorporated will shut up to 65 underperforming restaurants as it revamps the menu and marketing under new chief executive officer, Brian Nicol. Nicol and his team in a much-anticipated call with investors who have driven shares up more than 80% since his hiring was announced in February focused on how the once high-flying chain could raise so-called digital sales. Chipotle will add in-app delivery to about 2,000 restaurants by the end of the year and launch a long-awaited loyalty program in 2019. Executives did not say whether fast, casual dining menu items such as quesadillas I'm sorry. I just like saying it like that. Quesadillas and nachos will be added to the menu. They brush aside a question about international plans, saying they would focus on aggressive growth in the United States. Shares fell about 3%. And after hours trade, after executives said that the changes would cause charges of $115 million to $135 million, including about 50 to $60 million in the second quarter. Chain will close 55 to 65 restaurants in the process. A lot of restaurants, it's a lot of jobs. Um, same website, Reuters. General Mills to cut 625 jobs by 2019 amid rising costs. Cheerios cereal maker General Mills said today it would cut 625 jobs by the end of the next year as it looks to reduce costs amid slowing sales of its YoPlay yogurt, as well as rising commodity and freight expenses. Milk, you know, dairy is just getting woke right now. Just, uh, a lot of people are going vegan. A lot of people, you know, are not, you know, doing dairy. I mean, not vegan, but, you know, I know a lot of people are not doing dairy. <clears throat> so that's understandable that, they're, you know, the yogurt brand is struggling. Shares of the company, which also reported a better-than-expected fourth-quarter profit, were up nearly 2%. 
in midday trading. So the shares went up once they announced that they were going to be laying off um, employees. General Mills, which also owns Hagen Dawes and Betty Crocker Brands, has been struggling to turn around its U.S. yogurt business as competitors such as Chobani and Gannon unleash new flavors and healthier versions of yogurt. Chief Executive Jeffrey Harmonine, nice name, said he expects new launches, including yogurt with high protein and less sugar, to boost sales in 2019. As the company's yogurt sales continue to fall, General Mills has relied on cereals and snack business sales to help prop up its top line. For 2019, the company expects total organic next sales to be in the range of flat to up to 1%, including an impact of its acquisition of pet food snacks maker Blue, Buff, Blue, wow, Blue Buffalo. Net sales are expected to rise 9% to 10% from a year earlier. And then the last but not least, and let's get into this topic, Volvo, FedEx, test truck platooning on public U.S. road. So truck maker Volvo and package delivery company FedEx said today they have begun public U.S. testing of platooning technology, which allows digitally connected semi-trucks to save fuel by driving closely together in convoy on a highway in North Carolina. Using a state permit, Volvo and FedEx have begun conducting tests on a section of North Carolina Highway 540 since April, running three trucks, towing two trailers each, a configuration FedEx and rival United Parcel Service run in a number of U.S. states. Um, Keith Brandis, Volvo's North American Vice President for Product Planning, said tests will help the truck maker amassed data to persuade other states and federal government to permit more testing. Armed with ha- these hard facts and data, we hope to make our case, Brandon said. The business benefits of this technology will be proven in the coming months. A number of U.S. states have approved rules for trials of the new technology, but they vary by state. Mobile and FedEx said that while food savings from platooning vary, running trucks and convoys using this technology should boost safety. Platooning uses relatively low level of automation. The driver of the lead truck is in control, and the other trucks in the convoy follow automatically. For instance, if the driver of the lead truck hits the brakes, the other trucks break automatically. A number of truck manufacturers and startups are experimenting with platooning and autonomous technologies, including Dahmer, Navistar International, and electric car maker Tesla. Truck makers, including Volvo, are already, test, are already testing platooning technology on highways in Europe. Dahmer's last September said it received permission from the Oregon Department of Transportation to test its platooning technology on public roads after successful trials in its proving ground in Madras. Um, why is that important? I believe that's important because platooning these trucks, they're going to be a 
truck in the front, you know, a semi-truck, and then there's going to be, you know, two trucks or three trucks behind the one in the front. And the one in the front is going to have an actual human driver. And then the two or three or four behind are going to be autonomous. And they're going to follow the lead truck automatically. So if you think about that, that's two or three truck drivers that aren't going to have a job. And always pay attention as they ease in new technology that is potentially going to take your job. They always assure you how it's not going to take your job and how how you are so vital to the job and to what they do that there's no way you can lose your job or anyone's going to lose their job. But as one truck driver loses their job, two, three, eventually the lead vehicle is going to be autonomous. There's really going to be a lot of jobs that are gone. And that's just not, that's not just in trucking. That's in a lot of interest industries. That's in, you know, the fast food industry, autonomous, you know, food prep uh, preparers. They look weird, but they got a bunch of arms coming out. They can prepare the food, make the burgers, make the fries. And it's something to be careful of, you know. The, you know, dependency on the system is what I work against. And what I'm looking to push against. You know, to my people, my brothers and sisters, for those who, you know, that have ears and can hear. But real quick, I want to digress. Um, we're finished with the current events. Appreciate it. Appreciate y'all checking out the show. So, welcome to the foundation. This evening's episode is entitled Advantages of a Private Trust. Now, I'm going over a document, all right? So, I'm, you know, usually y'all know how I do. Uh, what I will do is I will send this out to anyone who sends an email in. To admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You don't have to say anything, you can just put in the subject, just type in, you know, document from the show, and then put the date so I know exactly what you know what document you're talking about. If disclaimer, if you you know are in you know my private trustee training, this document is in um, the folder. With all, you know, the other documents that are available to you You should have access to that And um, if you are on the email list uh, Or you think you're on the email list You want to make sure You want to go to welcometothefoundation.com And make sure that you're on the email list Because I will also send it out to all the email subscribers Cool So, advantages of a private trust you know, I wax poetic about doing business privately, about the proper administration of trust, the specific designation of trust, the laws and jurisdiction, jurisprudence with regards to 
the administration and enforcement of trust. So I'm going to get into, you know, some heavy advantages. But first, you know, I want to go through a couple of primers. And most of y'all know this. This is for, you know, those who may come across the show in the future through the archives, those who may be new callers, those who may be new listeners. So just bear with me. I'm going to run through it quick. We got to understand the difference between public and private, more specifically when it comes to entities doing business. You know, I stay in this specific niche. Like I said, I wax poetic. So there are public entities that owe their existence to legislation. If there's a state seal on it, if you had to file it, um, at the Secretary of State, if it's a state, state seal on the original document, you know, the birth certificate or whatever, it is a state-created entity. You're dealing with dual jurisdiction because there's state and federal jurisdiction. The states create their entities. The feds tax them with regards to the use of Federal Reserve notes. All right? So those entities that owe their existence to legislation, those are called public entities with regards to doing business in the public. Those entities that do not owe their existence to state legislation or federal legislation are what we understand, you know, in, in, in our circles, to be private entities. Those entities that don't owe their existence to public legislation or any type of positive law but are still recognized to do business within the United States, within the federal jurisdiction. So public versus private when it comes to doing business and when it comes to the entity. <clears throat> Excuse me. So with that being said, when I'm, when I'm talking about trust, please believe every time I say anything about trust, understand my name is So L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L, and nine times out of ten, my, the designation is a private trust. An entity that owes existence not by way of legislation. Now, when you're dealing with a state-created entity or a public entity, you must understand that that entity is created for the benefit of the public or the state or the federal government. So making all this noise about privacy and being sovereign and all this other stuff and you're generating income and titling assets in the name of an individual corporation LLC public trust or anything like that to me is oxymoronic rudimentary the benefits of these entities primarily are directed towards the public therefore there's legislation, and the legislation governs the entity, the administration, the reporting, the tax, all that stuff. Now, the key is to create an entity that is recognized to do business in the United States but does not owe its existence to the United States. The easiest way to do that is through a trust contract, all right? Guardian, G-A-R-D-I-A-N-T-N-D company versus Fisher. 26SCT186 at 188 or Brady versus US 
397-US-742-748. A citizen is no, under no obligation to do any particular thing. A citizen's failure to act creates no liability. But if, but if a citizen voluntarily attempts to act and do the particular thing, the citizen comes under implied obligation in respect to the manner in which the citizen does it. Waivers of constitutionally protected rights not only must be voluntary, but must be knowingly intelligent acts done with sufficient awareness of relevant circumstances and consequences. So, you know, what does that, what does that mean? You're not under, under any obligation to do anything. You're not any, under any obligation to do anything. What am I talking about? You're not under any obligation to attempt to get a job, to get a credit card, to take out any loans, to try to open a bank account, none of that stuff. You're not under any obligation. You may feel you're obligated due to the nature of the commercial system that is before you. Now, if you attempt to do a particular thing, you come under implied obligation in respect to the manner in which the which you try to do it, okay? So basically what that means is if you attempt to do business privately, but you don't, an attempt is a, a, a try, and a, you know, whether you do or do not, whether you do or do not operate privately, whether you do or do not have the proper trust indenture, whether you do or do not have the proper administrative procedures, whether you do or do not have the proper mentorship, you're going to fall under the implied obligation in respect to the manner in which the citizen does it. Not how you tried, but how you do it. It's not about the attempt. It's about how it's done. And I like the Supreme Court because they're very specific with their words, and I love specificity when it comes to communication, especially with this English language, because it's weird. And it's not the language of my ancestors. So you can try to be private. You can try to do business privately. You can try to, you know, operate a trust. It doesn't mean you're doing it. But you, you fall under the obligation of operation with respect to the manner, which with respect to the intent. So if you're, doing, you're operating a business, you're operating trust, you, you're working a W-2 job. That's the obligation. If you if you submitted a Social Security number when you became employed, there's really no cause to be hemming and hawing when it comes to taxation. Social Security number is the reporting number identifier for the individual. The individual finds an individual tax return. That's a 1040. That is requirements. <clears throat> there is a long, thick instruction manual when it comes to the 1040, the individual tax return. But we all know what we're trying to do. We're trying to do this privately. Right? So in doing it privately, we got to understand some fundamentals. Let me finish up this primer real quick. Trust is a contract between two or more parties. 
natural, or juristic. So a trust is a contract. So if, you, if you're hearing the word trust, you got to understand within the definition of trust, the definition of a trust is a contract between two or more parties. We also need to understand Because I'm just, you know, I just, I just know, I feel, and I also know, you know, that people don't understand what this is. So what is a trust? A trust is a special type of legal relationship. Black's Law Dictionary defines a trust as a right of property held by one party for the benefit of another. Most importantly, a trust is a confidence that one person, I'm sorry, person, Places in another person. So basically the, the, the confidence of one person, a grantor or trustor, is placing into the trustee for the benefit of a third person, the beneficiary. With respect to property, the trustee holds for the benefit of the beneficiary. This is a typical PAT, P-A-T, capital P-A-T, acronym for principal agent and third-party arrangement, a PAT arrangement, a PAT arrangement. It is for this reason that a fiduciary relationship exists because the trustee owes fiduciary duties to the beneficiary. A fiduciary, in this instance, a trustee, is one who is in a special position of trust, confidence, or responsibility to do things for others, the beneficiaries. So understand as a trustee, you want to be a trustee, you want to do business privately, you're doing, you're doing business for others. Bottom line, who are the beneficiaries? The heirs. What do they hold that's most important, hopefully? The last name. So the trust is on behalf of the family. That is the next, that is the, 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 the circle center is the family trust. Last two primers, the basis for the terminology, common law. Y'all know there's common federal law? Common federal law is judge-made law as defined by the courts, which consists of those principles, usages, and rules of action applicable to government and security of persons and property which do not rest for their authority upon express the declaration of the will of legislature made law. Check that out in Bishop versus DC Tex T E X three three four F S and Frank Super or Sup one five comma four one eight as mandated by the United States Supreme Court in the United States versus Merchant of US four eighty twelve wheat four eighty Six L as in Larry E D seven hundred. The courts of the United States are bound to recognize and enforce the common law. So what is federal common law? Federal judgment laws, you know, precedent. Now, Supreme Court rulings and citations. Specifically, the basis for the terminology, which which we understand, common law trust. In this connection is not 
that this trust is a creature of the common law as distinguished from equity, but that this business trust or trust is created under the common law of contracts and does not depend upon any statute of the state. That's in Brown versus Donald. 216SW2D679 and Colin versus Payne 137WASH Washington, you know, short for Washington 566243P as in Paul 2247P as in Paul 46746 Apple Larry Robert 165. That was long. I might have to rewind, rewind that. Schumann Hank versus Folsom 328. <clears throat> it's like a Roman number 3. 321-159, Nancy Edward, Albert, Larry, Robert, 485. It is held that a trust must have an economic realty and or business interest. IRS Regulation 301.7701-4B states there are other arrangements which are often known as business or commercial trusts which normally would have been carried on through business organizations that are classified as corporations or partnerships unless if applying the principles set forth in sections 301.7701-2 and 301.7701-3 the organization more nearly resembles an association or partnership than a trust Section 301.7701-A1 clarifies the characteristics of corporations. It states there are a number of major characteristics ordinarily found in a peer corporation, which, taken together, distinguish it from other organizations. These are associates and objective to carry on a business and divide the gains therefrom, continuity of life, centralization of management, liability for corporate debts limited to corporate property, and free transferability of interest. The remainder of the section says that the organization must more nearly resemble a corporation than a partnership or trust. And that's IRS Revenue Ruling 75-258 and Morrissey et al. versus Commissioner 296 U.S. 344. You got to be sure that your trust seeks no privileges or benefits from any government or government agency does not have associates, has been created for an ongoing business, expires after an arranged length of time, deliberately has centralized management in the form of independent trustee, is totally liable to debts, and under no circumstances allows free transferability of interest. You want to make sure that your trust has less than the six characteristics and not a preponderance of those characteristics, and is certainly not a partnership or corporate statutory trust but a separate lawful entity having its existence under common law. All right, so let's get into it. Ooh, time's flying. My bad. So we got a notice. I want to read this notice. And you want to put this notice when you're dealing with the public in your, you know, schedule or something like that, whatever, you know, being trust that you're handing to the, you know, the public. 
Um, notices hereby given to all persons, companies, or corporations extending credit to contracting with or having claims against the trust or the trustees thereof that they must look only to the funds and property of the trust for payment or settlement of any debts, tort, damage, or judgment, or decree, or any indebtedness which may become payable hereunder, that the trustees, officers, or agents are merely independent contractors and not personally liable when dealing with the trust properties or matters. All right, real quick. A trust is created when a person decides to create a trust. That is very, very important. A trust isn't created when you write it down. A trust is created when you decide to create a trust, when you make the decision in your mind. A lot of people have a problem understanding this concept. But you don't have to write down a trust for it to be created. You have to write it down for it to be evidence to the public or evidence to other individuals in the private. The grantor draws up the trust indenture or the declaration of trust which sets forth the desires as to what the trust will do and who will benefit. Trust documents will identify who will be the trustees to manage the trust. After the trust is drawn up, the grantor gives the property to the trustee to hold. The property is called the trust corpus. The trust is then in existence and begins to operate. Trust corpus. But we understand what the corpus is. It's the property. That's why, you know, when you, when, you, when you pass, when you leave this earth, and they're like, oh, they did an autopsy on your corpse. Because, you know, while, while we're here, this physical vessel is our property. And I mean, if you think that you are the physical best vessel, I don't know. I get smart with people to ask me where I live, and I say, I ain't inside my body. But, you know, as a spiritual being, being here in trust, your trust corpus is your vessel that you use to traverse this plane. And even so, is the idea behind trust itself. Um, let me get into the trust as a separate entity. The trust is treated as a separate entity for tax purposes. All money earned by the trust is taxed to the trust unless it is distributed to beneficiaries and then at their tax percent. The tax deduction taken by the trust can only benefit the trust, no one else. The single most important advantage of creating a separate entity for tax purposes is to achieve income tax advantages. A trust is treated as a separate entity for liability purposes in most states. When a trust enters into a contract with someone and the trust breaches the contract, the only person that can be sued is not the officers, trustees, or beneficiaries. The only property or money the suing party can get is the property held in the name of the trust. This is called limited liability. When a grantor places property and trust irrevocable, the property is beyond the reach of creditors. that out
moving on, <clears throat> let me get into protecting the trust privacy. A trust is private. It is designed to be private. To ensure that privacy, the trustees must not release information about the trust or the trustees to anyone without the express unanimous approval of all the trustees in accordance with the trust indenture. When there is a, a delay in holding a regular meeting of the trustees, there is a, a delay in giving permission for the release of information. That cannot be avoided. However, because this is a very important part of the trust and cannot be violated by the trustees. Should a bank title company or any other third party ask a trustee to expose the records of the trust, the first thing the trustee should say is, I'm sorry, the records are confidential. If you you be kind enough to submit a requesting writing, it will be brought before the Board of Trustees for approval at the next regular meeting. No records can be released from the trust without the approval of the Board of Trustees. If you are dealing with any government agency, it is best to say nothing. Instead, politely indicate that you will talk to your attorney and will get back to them. Say nothing more. In your haste to cooperate, you may say something that is not entirely accurate, which could be used against you in a court of law. The law is very complicated, and you should not try to explain anything to a government agency without the assistance of an attorney. That's very important, and, you know, I recommend that as well. Unless unless you understand trust law, contract law, and then even, you know, statutory principles that are attempted to be applied to your trust, when it comes to any type of adjudication, I would definitely get with a, you know an attorney who's competent to you know understand what's going on. You know, you can say anything, get you in some serious trouble. It's always best to allow an attorney or an accountant to review the rec- records on your behalf with the government agency, so all be presented in clear and precise manner, and that is most advantageous for you. Trust indenture, if it's a good one, it obligates you not to release any information without the approval of the trustee. If it's not, I apologize. But that ain't coming from me. All right, real quick, let me let me get through this. <clears throat> Moving forward to AFD. A lot of people have a, a misunderstanding or don't really understand what adverse or the word adverse trustee or adverse party means. It's a very important trustee position. If the actions by the trustee are not approved by an adverse trustee, there's a risk the trust will be considered a grantor type type trust. You don't want that. Because if it's that, it'll be tax, taxable to the grantor or the creator or whoever they say. Therefore, important that the trust have an adverse trustee this is one who um, owns some units of the beneficial interest in the trust and will be adversely affected by the exercise or non-exercise of power which they possess in respect to the trust so another trustee possibly uh, you know a beneficiary anyone who has a contract with the trust who would be adversely affected by the exercise or non-exercise of the power with regards to the trust. 
So, you know, that's that's definitely important. I want to touch on this. You know, this is important, I believe. <clears throat> when it comes to insurance, ordinarily the insured owns their life insurance policies. It means the policies and, you know, the name of the person insured or the policy. One of the biggest estate tax advantages is to transfer the ownership of the life insurance policy out of his or her name and into the name of the trust. This is not difficult. The owner merely contacts the issuing insurance company indicating that he he or she wants to transfer the policy into the name of the trust. In transferring a life insurance policy into the trust, it is important the premiums be paid by the trust, not by the insured. Payments for fire, auto, or the like types of insurance are ordinary and necessary expenses of the trust if they are to protect and preserve the property of the trust or the trust corpus. That's important. All right, so what's ordinary expenses? Ordinary expenses, bottom line, which is what you say, what is actually in the contract indenture itself. The most common expense is ordinary expenses. I'm going to get into a couple of them. Business expenses, they don't include work you do for an employer. It means a business that you have separate, apart from your everyday salary deployment, if if any. Um, there are thousands of possible business ventures you may be engaged in, you know, if you're dealing with a business trust. Whenever you have an expense where money of the trust is used to pay expenses for the business or with respect to the actions of the business trust, it's called a business expense or, more specifically, a trust expense. If you have more than one um, business trust, be sure that you write down the expense on your trust expense sheet with with the business trust that is being used. Let's get into some expenses. What are some of the advantages of a private trust? You got expenses, money going out of the trust. These are expenses. Two grand divisions of expenses. One is called ordinary expense. The other is called capital expense. The type of expense you will most often incur is ordinary expense. It involves spending money to build something that is intended to last long or purchase something that will last a long time. A capital expense um, two common examples are buying a house, per, uh, purchasing furniture or equipment, or the making improvements to the house or the building. Another expense is an advance. An advance is the use of any money from the trust account or any other money for the trust for um, any expense that may be in, in advance. Auto expense. Any vehicle owned or leased by the trust will have expenses. All expenses in running, repairing, and maintaining those vehicles are called expenses for trust purposes. Any expense whatsoever that has anything to do with the vehicles in the trust is called expenses. So if it's titled in the trust name, I don't care what. It's all a write-off. Beneficiary distributions, that's a deduction. Beneficiary distribution is the distribution of money to a beneficiary. That is, when the trustees decide according to the terms of the trust indenture, it is wise to distribute money for the use of the beneficiaries. It only includes those amounts which are actually and formally approved as distribution. 
feel it is necessary to make a beneficiary distribution, which you should, be sure to take the simple but formal steps necessary for the trustee to approve and record it in the trust minutes. And most indentures commonly is going to say that already. Consulting fees, 100% expense. I am a private consultant. When I'm when I do business privately, some people ask me to invoice them for my consulting fees. Others don't ask for the invoice. Either way, any fees with regards to dealing with me, whether it's a business, corporately, or a business trust, I really hope you are expensing my fees. Charitable contributions, that's an expense. It's a great expense if you have a a private family foundation. Credit card payments. If your trust has a credit card, you must be very careful to use it only for trust business. If your trust uses a credit card, you must save the credit slips to indicate the nature of the purchase. To be extra safe, keep both the credit card slips and the monthly statement. House expenses. The housing expense. That is, any mortgage payments, purchase the house, or any rental payments made to rent a house constitutes housing expenses of the trust. House insurance will be included under the category of insurance. Installment payments are payments made for the purchase of an item which must be paid periodically over a long period of time. Do not include credit card payments and installment payments. Insurance, no matter what except medical and dental. That's in your business trust. You can do medical and dental in your family trust because that falls under um, one of the main re- requirements of the trust trustee is health care. Certain types of insurance are fully deductible, such as insurance in connection with the trade or business. We're talking about a business trust. Some other types of insurance are auto, homeowners, and life provided the trust is a beneficiary. Interest paid, one of the advantages is an expense, medical and dental. When a trust money is paid out for medical expense item, it is called a medical expense. There's a prior year distribution, although it's a very complex uh, category I won't get into that Repair and maintenance Any money paid For the repair and maintenance Of the trust property Comes under repair and maintenance Any addition Or improvements To the property Of a permanent nature Would come under The capital expense But where maintenance Means take care of Therefore maintenance expense Is any expense Necessary proper For taking care Of a trust property Rental expense Rental property Is property The trust owned That is rented Any reasonable And necessary expense Paid for the rental property Is rental expense Taxes and property taxes. When you pay money to the federal, state, and county governments for taxes, that is designated as taxes. When you write out a check to pay the taxes, put down exactly what it was for. When you pay taxes, you usually have some kind of a statement or a bill from the government that will tell you what kind of tax you're paying. If you are paying property taxes on property which is owned by the business trust or any trust, the taxes at expense. And should be placed on the sheet pertaining to that particular expense. Similarly, if you pay a tax on a rental property, that tax is an expense which should be placed on the tax expense sheet detailing uh, dealing with the rental property. Telephone and utilities, those are expenses for the trust, especially if they're connected to the you know the business trust. 
family trust, so on and so forth, trust supplies, ordinary necessary supplies purchased for the trust and the administration of the trust are the trust expense. Everything necessary for caretakers or managers to carry out the functions to preserve, maintain, and care for the trust constitutes the trust expense. Food and any other expense for personal enjoyment or personal use by the trust is also a trust expense while doing trust business as long as you're in, the, in your indenture. Travel, those are necessary to the trust are deductible items. You got to go to certain places, so on and so forth. You got to get a hotel. You, you went to see uh, someone speak. The travel. Yeah, it can be, I could fall on education. It could fall on a, a number of things. <clears throat> and then real quick. When it comes to trustee liability protection. The first source of code or law to review in regard to, li- to the liability of trustees is the kind of California probate code. Specifically, probate code sections 15001 and 15002, which state, except as otherwise provided by statute, this division applies to all trusts regardless of whether they were created before, on, or after July 1st, 1987. And except to the extent that the common law rules governing trusts are modified by statute, the common law as to trusts is the law of this state. The common law is the case law of a state as opposed to its statutory law counterpart, as is evident from section 15002. Case law will apply except to the extent extent it has been modified in any way by statute. There are a few other statutes which have been modified by case law or which will be applicable in all circumstances. The first of which is the probate code section 16011, which basically says that the trustees have a duty to take all reasonable steps to defend actions that may result in a loss to the trust. This is a fairly self-explanatory remark and doesn't really connect to trustee liability. It does specify that trustees have a duty to defend any such action that may result in a loss to the trust. There are other specific code sections which do not touch on the liability of trustees to third persons. The first is section 18000 of the probate code, which on a personal liability of the trustee to third persons on contracts. A, unless otherwise provided in the contract or in this chapter, a trustee is not personally liable on a contract property entered into the trustee's fiduciary capacity in the course of administration of the trust unless the trustee fails to reveal the trustee's representative capacity or identify the trust in the contract. The trustees avoid any possibility of liability by making sure that when uh, it enters into any contract, actual or implied, it, the trust, specifies that the trust is party to the contract and the trustees are acting in their fiduciary capacity as trustees on behalf of the trust for background information 
This changes the prior case law in California, which stated the trustee was personally liable on contract unless the contract stipulated that the trustee was not liable. The cases in California setting forth this prior law are Hall versus Jameson, which is 151CAL, 606,611-612, Duncan versus Dormer, 94CAL, APP218-221, and Purdy versus Bank of America, 2CAL2D298-301-302. With all of the foregoing in mind, it is important to also be aware of subparagraph B of section 18,000 of probate code, which states the personal liability of a trustee on contract entered into before July 1st, 1987 is governed prior by law and not by this section. Thus, the case law rule governing a trustee's personal liability, free operative date contracts has been preserved by probate code section 18000B. So for any contract entered into by a trust before July 1st, 1987, the case law is applicable and the trustees will be personally liable on contract unless the contract stipulates that the trustees were not liable. To reinforce the foregoing is a quote from the section 2.0, I mean, sorry, 25.01 of trust administration and taxation. Nasernan and Wyatt. As a general rule, under the common law of trust, the trustee is personally liable on contracts made on behalf of the trust. This rule has been revised in California by its trust law, effective July 1st, 1987, providing now that a trustee is not personally liable under contract properly entered in fiduciary capacity of trustee in the course of administering the trust unless the trustee fails to either reveal representative capacity or identify the trust in the contract. Code 18001, personal liability of a trustee arising from ownership or control of a trust estate. A trustee is personally liable for obligation arising from ownership or control of a trust property only if the trustee is personally at fault. It means you're outside of your fiduciary responsibility. A trustee is personally at fault when the trustee either intentionally or negligently acts or fails to act. 18002, personal liability of a trustee for torts. Trustee is personally liable for torts committed in the course of administration of the state only if the trustee is personally at fault. In this particular area of law, trustee is personally at fault when the trustee commits either a tort intentionally or negligently. Section 18004 of the California Probate Code indicates that any kind of an action against the trust has to be brought against the trustee in the trustee's capacity as trustee. This section reads as follows A claim based on contract entered into by a trustee In the trustee's representative capacity On an obligation arising from ownership or control of the trust property Or on tort committed in the course of administration of the trust May be asserted against the trust By proceeding against the trustee in the trustee's representative capacity Whether or not the trustee is personally liable in the claim California Probate Code Section 15685, which provides that the trustee has an equitable lien on all trust property as against the beneficiary for liabilities sustained in, sustained in the administration of the trust or because of ownership or control of any trust property. And California Probate Code Section 16011, 
which basically specifies that the trustee has a duty to take reasonable steps to defend actions that may result in a loss of the trust. So basically, the trustee is a real party in interest with respect to the trust, hence litigation against the trust necessarily involves naming the trustee as a party. The trustee may be subject to liability for contracts on behalf of the trust when a contract was entered into before July 1st, 1987, unless it is stated in the contract there is to be no personal liability of the trustee. When a contract is entered into on or after July 1st, 1987, the contract fails to specify the trust is a party or the contract fails to reveal the trustee's representative capacity. Regarding the tort situation as was set forth in California Probate Code Section 18002, the trustee is generally liable for torts committed by himself or herself. Probate Code Section 18001 states the trustee can be subjected to liability when he or she is the holder of title to trust property, but only when the trustee is personally at fault for the injury or damages. So you got to be on the property and like beat California specifies that the trustee who held mere title was not liable for negligence and maintenance of the building where the beneficiary controlled operation and maintenance of the trust property or another trust or like some sort of management company or something like that. And I mean, the California probate code is something to definitely study and read, check out. There are a lot of different sources that you're going to come across when you are studying trust. And I suggest that you take advantage of all of them. We got about seven minutes left in the broadcast. I would like to say peace and thanks to everyone who's checked out the broadcast thus far. I trust that you were able to gain or glean some of the information, you know, pick up what I was putting down. When it comes to the advantage of the trust and some of the specificity with regards to terms, the legal terms used in discussing the nature and administration of trust. The advantages are many. The liabilities are few, obviously, unless you're doing something negligent or deliberate at of assault or something like that which would include you know if, you, if you're drinking and driving even if the, even if the vehicle is owned by the trust and you're drinking and driving you crash into somebody you'll be sued privately in your private capacity in your individual capacity because that, that would that would be considered negligent you have to negligent in your fiduciary capacity you're not supposed to be operating the trust property on inebriated or any type of under any type of influence that could be tort I mean if you own nothing control anything I don't know where the judgment's going to attach to we got five minutes left in the broadcast I'm going to go to the phone lines do some question and answer if you got any questions please push one on your keypad, it will put you in the queue. I will bring you in. I do not send calls. Say what you want, say what you need, say what you feel. Oh, I'm sorry, I just had to drink that water. I was thirsty. 
424-222-5250. Once again, 424-222-5250. And about half minutes. The show will start streaming. And if you're listening online or in any of the other way, you will be disconnected. And you will have to listen to the archived version. I hope y'all stuck with me. I was moving kind of quickly. Time flew by. I feel like time has been flying by these past few, you know, episodes. I appreciate y'all sticking with me. I'm going to go to the phone lines quickly, quickly. I don't want to go too far over today. First caller, let's take it. 615-4078. Area code 615-4078. Peace. Which name were you calling from? Six one five. Four zero seven eight. Hit your mute button. It might be muted. You must have hit one by accident. Next caller. Eight zero four. Four zero three eight. What's up with these four zeros? Eight zero four four zero three eight. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? Ah, uh, peace, brother. So this is brother Robert from Virginia. Hey, brother, how you doing? Ah, pretty good, brother, pretty good. How you doing tonight? Oh, you know, I'm blessed. I'm, I can't complain. Can't complain. Thank you. What's going on, man? Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, see if you could um, put some more emphasis on... You, you read the California um, probate code and yeah. so did, did did you pick California for, for a specific reason I mean should each person look in their individual state uh, could you expound on that well I, I chose California because California is the only state that I'm aware of at this current position in my study that directly uh, distinguishes its, its code from common law and it says that. And it actually says that, you know, they're liable unless it says in the contract that they're not liable. So, you know, it's it's the California probate code says a lot. You know, and that's why I wanted to, you know, touch on that. But I mean, you know, you should definitely check what your each state. But more specifically, You're going to come under uh, jurisdiction of the state, usually only with regards to an action, some sort of, you know, action brought against the trust or the trustee. So in that regard, the distinctions of liability determined by the contract indenture itself versus the actual code saying what it is I think is important and the trust that we deal with the trustees deal with in the private you know that I deal with they don't they they're 
they're protected from probate. It's just I found this terminology, I found this specificity with regards to the distinctions between, you know, contract and statute in the California probate code. Okay, got you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, so that so they may be unique in that in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every state's gonna have a probate code. Uh, I haven't really seen too many states probate code get so specific like California's. Like I said, uh, my you know the trusts that I administer are not gonna they're not gonna deal with you know state probate matters. Just to just due to the nature of the indenture itself, because I mean one of the main protections of you know doing business privately through trust is you know the protection from pro- probate, you know the protection from death tax, protection from inheritance tax, the protection from you know creditors, the protection from litigation, and so on and so forth. You know what I'm talking about liabilities of trustees. I'm more often than not talking about you know, the administration of a business trust, something, you know, the entity, even though it's private, it's interfacing with the public and it's going to have subsequent contracts with the public, which may bring it under, you know, specific jurisdiction because one of the actors within the contract is a, you know, a public figure or, you know, a debtor or, you know, an individual or an LLC or something like that. So it just speaks to the liability. And, um, you know, that's why I tell people, you know, especially, you know, trustees that, are in, you know, my private training that, you know, I wouldn't recommend trying to build business credit on your business trust because when it goes through underwriting and it goes to the, you know, the legal department, those people are going to know what the type of entity is and what the liabilities are or not. And more often than not, if, if you don't have any, if the trust doesn't have assets, can securitize through some sort of contract, you know, then they're not likely to extend credit like they would, you know, a, a public corporation or LLC, you know, that, that has no assets, but, you know, it falls under, you know, public legislative authority or state legislative authority because, you know, that creditor, potential creditor would have more um, remedial access with regards to a state entity versus a contract trust. That's properly, you know, written, properly drawn up. Right, right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, brother. Well, I appreciate it. I don't want to hold up the line. Let the next caller get in. Uh, no problem. My pleasure. Appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you. And uh, forward to talking to you soon, man. Peace. Okay. Peace. Thanks. All right, I'm gonna push. I'm gonna try this to six four five one more time. So zero seven eight. Peace, you there? Push one. Six one five. Or zero seven eight. Your mic's broken. Seven one eight eight zero nine two. What's the deal? Hey, so uh, how you doing? Hey, Daryl P. Yeah, how you doing? Yes, sir. I'm all right. Um, how's everything? Oh man, everything's well, you know. I can't complain, man. How's everything going with you? How's life? How's the fam? It's go- it's going all right. I got the little one. 
you know, I died on my hat for a few days. Um, but like um, now, okay, you have like the, um, the public, which is like I guess social, and the public probably could be the EIN number two. Um, but when it comes time uh, for that, can um, can like an EIN number be public too instead of private? Is that possible? Well, I mean, no matter what, an EIN is a public number. It's issued by a public authority or you know, the Internal Revenue Service, which is, you know, a branch of the government. So, you know, the number itself is is going to be public. It just depends on what type of entity that number was issued to, whether or not that entity is public or private. Or how oh, so that would basically be like... So, um, when it comes time to, like, the EIN, uh, well, can a, can a social um, be, like, um, private? Can a social be private? Or no way a social can be private? No, a social can not be private. No. Okay. So the um so the only way that um basically maybe that um that EIN number can um be kind of like private if it's under the 1041 or the the S4 or the 8832 um okay all three of them or um maybe like it, any of the three um things I messed with like the S4. Um, the 8832 and the, um, the, which one, the 8832, the S4, and, um, the 1041. Would that make it private or not necessarily? Um, we're using SS4 to obtain an EIN. The 8832 is for a public corporation. That's not private. Um, okay. What was the other thing you said? S4, 8832, and what? Uh, uh, and the 1041. The 1041 is a federal return. So that's it's a public return, but depending on, you know, what type of, you know, trust it is, whether it's a, you know, private trust or a public trust, it's a, it can either be public or private return. So, like, how, how we use them. In the private, you know, the returns private. So, okay. Well, all right. Okay. Right. Well, else, but everything is all right, you know. The only the only return that maintains privacy, the only public return, in my opinion, is the ten forty one, and that you know that's 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 it. Ten forty one is the only private return. And uh, and the only way um to get um be classified in that 1041 that is uh, under EIN or can a uh, uh, a social um do a 1041 or only an EIN can do a 1041. Yeah, only only an EIN that was issued to a trust can do a 1041. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. It's always a pleasure talking to you, so El. It's always a pleasure talking. Likewise. You uh, when you coming down, when you coming down this way, when you coming down this way again? If I do, it's going to be the end of the year. I'm still working on this um this event in Oakland, California. When is that taking place? I'm still working on the date. Okay, hopefully I can make it out there. That'd be nice to be out there. Yeah. We're aiming for September, but okay. 
Is it going to be a one-day event or two-day? You're not sure? Okay, no problem. Project, project one day. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Well, so, L, you know, peace and love to you and all the calls out there. I'm going to let you take the next caller, and I'll be talking to you next week. Hey, so, L, me and my sister don't live under the same roof. I don't know if she, she told you that, but me and her don't stay, stay under the same roof. That's why... You know, you only hear from me like on this day, you know. Okay, no, I mean, I didn't assume that you did. But oh, you know, you man. didn't assume that we did. Okay, no, yeah, I yeah, me and Hunter stay on the same room. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, I, you know, I choose to, um, you know, doing this day to like, you know, I, I get like something more that lets me know something else because that, you know, was. You know, I know that's my sister, so like I don't know what she spoke to you about, but um, that's why I choose to remain on this day till something else takes place. And let me know something else, you know. Absolutely. All right. So. All right, Okay, family. so listen. Um. All right. Peace now. Peace, family. All right. Love. All right, peace, family. Love too. Okay. Somebody sent me an email talking about y'all never be called, letting callers come in. I feel like there'll be callers lower down. So let me go down here. See, oh, there's one. They were they were right. You were right. Not even lying. No, I'll keep it real. No shame. 501-6281. 501-6281. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? No? No 501? No? Okay. Not putting in the effort. I know my, I know my guy Coppertone Bay is in the house. Peace, family. How you doing? Oh, it's all green. You know what I'm saying? Live and direct. Reporting live from Planet Birmingham, Alabama. You know what I'm saying? You know what it is. Your brother, you know what I'm saying, Copper Tone, he's a conductor, you know what I'm saying, of the month, amongst the greatest, you know what I'm saying, it's another one, so I appreciate that, you dropped a lot of jewels, brother, you know what I'm saying, the importance of, you know what I'm saying, the advantages or the opportunities we can take upon, you know what I'm saying, of the benefits of a trust, you know what I'm saying, and whatnot, so truly beautiful, brother, uh, you know what I'm saying, how everything on your end looking down there? Oh man, everything is you know, I have no complaints, man. Everything is great. None whatsoever. Grand. How about you? Grand, 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 man. Uh if I can I might take a trip out and transfer. See if I can get out there to California, man. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be a good that'd be a good experience, you know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely, maybe I can be able to get myself in a proper position right now where I can be able to write that thing off. You know what I'm saying? It really takes some take advantage. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I need to actually, I'm looking over some things. I need to actually get some uh, you know, intellectual uh, property together. You know what I'm saying? I need to definitely get some assistance. You know what I'm saying? Doing that type of but that being said, I need to step it up on my on my competency. 
show that I'm uh, definitely going to take a cruise and show that I, where I didn't learn and soak up in the door. You know what I'm saying? You know, the trip right to the foundation. You know what I'm saying? Just being, doing my due diligence and actually being, you know what I'm saying, uh, so humble and respectful to the information supplied and also respecting my own pride. So, uh, and so, uh, if we charge for the court, so, you know, just wanted to let the family know, so I always be, get, into, get into the position where you can be able to get in control of shit, you know what I'm saying, because, uh, for one, you can't do names, you can't do business with another man's name, and, uh, you want to actually leave your imprint there, you know what I'm saying, not one that's manufactured, you know what I'm saying, duplicated or whatnot, you know what I'm saying, unless you're going to duplicate from your own energy, but that's what it is, you know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not fun, that like, cool being, being shouted, you don't want to be shouted, you know what I'm saying, properly or none, you know what I'm saying, so, that, that's, that's, that's properly justify that, in every aspect, you know what I'm saying, so it's truly beautiful, you know what I'm saying, uh, so, you know what I'm saying, what we bring here, what's established, what we're a part of, you know what I'm saying, uh, Give honor to give thanks, you know. That's what that is. Uh, I definitely got some things I'm ready to do. I'm ready to go ahead and uh, move forward to the next level with that, with that brick foundation. So, so, with that being said, man, I'm on a max transit. It's a bit, it's a bit distortion in the back. I'm going to have to deal. But, uh, you know, real time. Real time, you know what I'm saying? Real life, you know what I'm saying? Got to get some results. So either way, I have to go, got to get some results. So no matter what it is, so, you know what I'm saying, you travel safe out there where you went, you know what I'm saying, you travel through those deep waters or whatnot, and uh, we'll definitely go. Definitely go. Peace to the family out there. Peace to the guys. Okay. I'm out. Appreciate your family, man. Peace, man. Have a great one. Love you, man. I'll talk to you soon. I appreciate that brother. That brother. That brother listened to me every single time, every week, on his way home from work, man. That's dedication, man. That's love. And that's it. I want to say thank you for checking out the show. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate the long-term listeners. The long-time listeners, listeners since day one, you know, and those who, you know, who, you know, heard one show or something has been listening ever since. Those who come in and out, I appreciate you too. Those who don't have time, I appreciate you too. It's all love. And no matter how much you get out of the foundation, as long as you get something, I'm very happy. With that being said, I want to say thank you again to all the listeners. I want to say big up and thank you to Big Brother Yusuf L. I want to say peace to Sister Yvette for helping with the current events. And I want to say love when it comes to operating properly. There's a lot of ways to do it incorrectly. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things. There's a lot of people talking about private and this and that and this and that. And it's hard to get your mind wrapped around what's really real. And hopefully, you know, myself, So L, and the foundation here on High Frequency Radio helps to dispel some of or a lot of, you know, the misconceptions, the 
sparks the mist and helps you, you know, come to a better understanding, connect some dots, and understand exactly or better what's going on when it comes to commercial activity. With that being said, welcome to thefoundation.com. Sign up for the email list. Schedule a consultation, make a donation, get your get your read on. And until next week, I appreciate you. I love you. Oh, and um, I'm probably going to be doing some type of giveaway in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be something kind of cool. So it's like a private package plus, you know, going to the next event or something like that. But um, be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, man, love y'all. Take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself. And work hard on yourself. Do better. Don't be lazy like everybody else. Have a good week. Thank you. And peace to the God. High Frequency Radio.